0: Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Steven Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us. A little later in the program, we're going to talk about Serena Williams and the conflict she had over the weekend at the U.S. Open with officials of that tournament. We're going to talk about it in the context of black women and the expectations that get put on black women in terms of their behavior and decorum. Is that about race? Is that about gender? Is it some combination of the two? We're going to have uh, a couple of guests here who've thought a lot about that question to talk with you about that. And so you're going to want to stay tuned to hear that at about half past the hour. But up first, this weekend, Ford announced that it's going to stop producing economy sedans in China that are sold here in the United States because of the tariffs that President Trump has put On Chinese imports. Trump says that's a good thing because now Ford will consider manufacturing that car here in the United States. But Ford issued this statement, quote, it would not be profitable to build the Focus Active in the U.S. given an expected annual sales volume of fewer than 50,000 units and its competitive segment. Ford is proud to employ more U.S. hourly workers and build more vehicles in the U.S. than any other automaker. It was an unambiguous refutation of what the president said. And that's not the first time that's happened in this realm of trade and tariffs and imports. The president seems to be saying one thing and business leaders seem to be saying the opposite. So what does that all mean going forward? Joining us now to talk about that is Senator Debbie Stabenow, a Democrat from here in Michigan. Senator, welcome to Detroit Today
1: morning, Stephen. It's always great to talk with you. Yes,
0: it's always great to hear your voice. Uh, so let me just first get your reaction to this uh, this exchange between the President and Ford. The President says, this is the way this is supposed to work. If, if it's too expensive to manufacture overseas, yeah, you'll do it here in the United States. Ford is saying it doesn't really work that way. Uh, what's your reaction to, to, to that disagreement?
1: Well, first of all, I want as many jobs in Michigan as possible. So Mm -hmm. that's, you know, the bottom line for me. And I think we need to be uh, doing everything we can. And I appreciate that Ford uh, does, uh, you know, the largest part of their manufacturing in terms of automobiles here. And we want them to be here. I think the big question around trade and tariffs is that it's just very complicated. Mm -hmm. And I think that the White House uh, really is – First of all, they, they are, uh, disrupting all kinds of things from NAFTA to charging Canada as a, a national security threat under something called Section 20, 232. Um, they're going towards China, which I think, uh, actually is, I would like to see them pointed there because those are, Chinese are the ones stealing our intellectual property rights and uh, bringing in counterfeit parts. We've had in counterfeit auto parts case that we brought against them that the US won. I think there are a number of things that are important. I want fair trade, but what we have in this administration is um, basically shooting in all directions and um, creating complete instability in terms of the decisions that need to be made. And I think particularly as it relates to our supply chain with Canada, uh, we're going to see our prices go up and I'm worried for our employees because mm-hmm. we, you know, we have Over a billion dollars. I think it's one point three billion dollars in goods that go across the Ambassador Bridge every day. Right. Because we have, you know, we're building uh, automobiles on one side of the bridge, but there's parts on the other side, and and they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And we have Canadian UAW and U.S. UAW and steel workers and so on. So the way they're approaching this, I mean, is. You know, is not good. I mean, they're just—they're not doing it in a strategic way that makes sense for Uh, the stated goal. I uh, I support the stated goal. You know, I just think they're not—they're doing this in a way that is going to backfire on our workers and our businesses. So,
0: so do you think it's that the president? doesn't understand the complexity of of trade uh, or is he up to something that is just unconventional in other words is he doing this as a way to sort of shake things up and make people react in unexpected ways or is he just do you really believe he doesn't really get how this works
1: well, I'm a senior member of the Finance Committee, second in seniority on the Democratic side, and I sit in meetings with his administration and with him on this over and over again. And, um, and I came in originally going, okay, good, we want to update NAFTA. I want a level playing field with Mexico. I don't want our, uh, you know, our plants being moved to Mexico because they only pay $2 an hour. And I, let's, let's figure this out. But when you walk in and then you walk out, you're just as confused. I mean, it's just uh, there are a couple of people. I think there's one person the the uh, ambassador trade ambassador, who uh, is uh, you know is knowledgeable about this, uh, but I would say the majority of folks uh, are not hmm. and they they it's very complicated, and um they uh, you know they want the talking point, but they don't know how to execute it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that's created a very, very difficult situation that I think is going to backfire for us. And when you talk to our farmers, I mean, our farmers are the most productive in the world. They need markets, and it's different for them because mm-hmm. you can't move the farm. You can move the factory overseas. You can't move the farm. They produce, and they need to sell, and they're losing markets because of all of this instability. You know, mm-hmm. Our largest market for milk is Mexico. And if we can't resolve this and get stability with them, they're looking to have their buy from other places. They're already doing that with soybeans and corn and milk and so on. So it's a very, um, it's a very concerning thing for me because this has got to be done thoughtfully and strategically. Yeah. And again, I want to export our product, not our jobs. And I'm all for doing things that. You know, incentivize jobs here. But frankly, one of the things that would incentivize jobs here is something that I've been uh, talking about for some time, and I I've, I've just released a report yesterday, mm-hmm. a Buy American report. Mm-hmm. We're going to get more jobs here that close the loopholes that are allowing foreign companies to bid and to provide products that are used in the United States, that would be probably one of the most important things yeah. that could be done yeah. with the administration and uh, with all $92 billion is uh, spent uh, uh, paying foreign businesses to produce things for America through waivers and loopholes. That have been created over the years on by America. So we tighten that up and we could do an awful lot to create more Michigan jobs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson and my guest is U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, a Democrat from here in Michigan. We are talking about trade and tariffs uh, and the president, his policies. What effect is he having on trade with uh, the, his approach, his really aggressive approach uh, to? International treaties and uh, tariffs and and things like that over the weekend. Ford disputed the president's claim that uh, his tariffs on Chinese imports would uh, would force Ford to build a car here that they now build in China. Uh, It's not the first time business leaders have disagreed with the president about the effect of his policies. If you want to give us a call, join the conversation, uh, the number on the phones is always 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. What do you think of the president's trade policies? What do you think of Ford's reaction uh, to what the president said? Uh, What do you think about the idea that uh, the president's trying to shank things up a little in the trade arena, do it a little differently than we have in the past. Do you think it's going to get us more jobs here in places like Michigan, or is it uh, likely to cause uh, negative uh, consequences for trade? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag DetroitToday, and we will try to work you into the conversation, uh, Senator, the, the the Buy American report that you released yesterday, as you said, t- talks about ninety two billion dollars in contracts to foreign companies between two thousand eight and two thousand sixteen that could have been spent here. When you when you say that though, in Washington, when you say that. To this administration, what's their what's their reaction? Uh, are, are, are they open to discussing how to change those things as as well as doing the other things that they're doing in this trade arena?
1: Well, the the president has talked about this, which is great, and I thought that would be an area of common ground. Um, but he basically last year announced a study, but not action, and so. Um, you know, I'm going to be going back to them. We've taken all the data from all the departments on how they're using these waivers and exemptions to uh, get around by American uh, policies. Mm-hmm. And it'd be great if he acted. I mean, I would give you, I, you know, we've not seen that yet, but um, it would be welcome as far as I'm concerned. Um, there are four major exemptions versus that the thing that they want to buy is not made in America makes sense, except they're not rigorously looking at this. In Mm -hmm. fact, the um, inspector general for the Department of Defense found two instances where the contracting officials um, issued this waiver for Air Force football uniforms, Mm. of all things, saying they couldn't do it in the United States. And there's a company in Wisconsin right across the lake that does that. So, um, you know, there needs to be training and accountability and transparency around this and then the other thing, a couple of other things, um, there's an exemption if it's used outside the United States. Well, most of the purchases are Department of Defense. Where do you think they're using the equipment?
2: Right, <laughs> right. We
1: make the striker. I was with at the place where they are involved in making the Bradley fighting vehicle uh, yesterday uh, at, at Lock Performance in Plymouth. Um, you know, those are being used overseas. And so when I say, well, how do you determine that? And we know that half of what the Department of Defense purchases, over half, over half of it, Mm -hmm. they're giving the contracts to a foreign uh, business. And so, you know, I want to know how they get that. You know, they need to tighten this up and and have it be uh, an exception, not... The rule on this. Yeah. So, and, and, so there's a number of things we also say in trade. You're talking about trade. If we have a trade agreement with a country, the policy is that they, their businesses can bid on our federal contracts. We can bid on theirs. Problem is we've opened up 80% of the contracting, federal contracting to the other countries. They've not done the same in right. and, and Japan or South Korea or to other places where we have these agreements. They have opened up maybe. of their contracts or 30% of their contracts. So, you know, I've introduced a bill, make it an America act to tighten this up, prioritize uh, the the American firms and create more transparency around this where you have to, uh, you have to be accountable. The folks using these waivers need to be held accountable for what they're doing. And so if the white house wants to take this up and, and do it, you know, that would be great. Yeah. Um, but so far, there's not been any action beyond doing a study. Yeah.
0: Uh, again, 313 1019 is the number on the phones. We've got a lot of folks queued up to talk with Senator Debbie Stabenow. Let's start with John in Troy. John, welcome to Detroit Today. Uh,
3: uh, hi, good morning, uh, yeah. Stephen. Good morning, Senator. How are you doing? Uh, just good morning. Comment. Good morning. Just a quick comment. Uh, you know, I understand that um, You know, it seems like we're going and firing, as you said, in different directions. But I guess... Some action is better than no action, and it seems like for the last two administrations, we've seen no action, and I think Michigan has really suffered because of that. Hmm. Um, I'm also worried about the fact that uh, I reviewed um, after all the the, the book, uh, Bob Woodward's book. I reviewed the uh, South Korea trade deal, and uh, you know where we increase quota and in the number of cars they increase the quota and number of cars we let in South Korea. I go to South Korea every year uh, for the military, and I've yet to see an American car anywhere hmm. in South Korea. Right, so right, what, right. What, are we do, what are we doing to make sure that this is just a, not another, um, you know, a, a PR stunt that, yeah, we're, we're, that it does have some real effect on Michigan? Because I hmm. think NAFTA affects Michigan probably more than any other state, and I think we've been harmed by it more <laughs> than any other state. Other than the fact that we get all of Toronto's trash. I just see it streaming <laughs> across uh, 94 all the time. What, what really, what good has it done for us?
0: Right, so, John. Thank you, Senator. John, yeah. thank you very much for the call and well, questions. Go ahead, Senator.
1: Sure. Well, there's. Um, let me let me just say, there's no question that you know I support toughening up our trade enforcement. And I authored the the uh, the action that ended up in actually creating a new international trade enforcement office. Uh, in the federal government, and I think we need uh, you know I propose we have what we call a trade prosecutor who's just on the case all the time. So I absolutely agree with that. I will say that Michigan is the fifth uh, highest exporting state. so we between farmers, you know our agricultural products and and automobiles and so on. So we got to get it right. Um, in terms of actions not being done, actually, in the last Congress, we had a successful uh, case in the last administration taking on China for counterfeit auto parts. In that case, there was a Chinese tires case that we won. These have been done um, industry by industry in the past. Uh, again, I'm all for strengthening NAFTA. I think that there's a lot that's changed since 1994 when mm-hmm. that was first uh, created, and I support that. But I do think we've got to figure out how to do it in Canada. Needs to be involved with that, um, Canada and Mexico, so that we have, you know, have the capability of continuing to, to have a North American approach to this. Yeah. So it's great to shake things up, as long as we understand the ramifications of that and are prepared, you know, for what's going to happen, yeah, and uh, and and actually know what's coming, so that we make sure that we end up on the winning end of the deal, right.
0: Right. Uh, again, thanks very much uh, for the call and the questions. Let's take uh, one more call here. Ernie and Brighton. Ernie, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Yes, yeah, so it's great to be able to talk to you, Senator. Um, can you hear me? Yeah.
1: Hi, not Hi, Ernie. How are you?
2: <laughs> great, great, great. Um, one idea that I have that I think would be constructive and positive would be to incentivize uh, Job growth in general, and, and bringing of offshore jobs to United States in particular, would be yes. additional tax credits or deductions for uh, based on the statistic of FICA. Hmm. Um,
1: I, I think there the was. Minimize- I, I missed that the statistic of I missed it, what you. Uh, of, FICA of social security. Uh-huh. Um, oh, FICA. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yes.
2: Uh-huh. And I, I, think it, I think it would be um, a fairly straightforward statistic. Um, I think it would minimize the amount of games that could be played. Hmm. Uh, employers would, would get additional tax incentive based on uh, the amount of employees that they hire. And it would even increase um, if uh, in their employment base was given raises. Huh. Right,
0: right. Uh, Ernie, Ernie, I uh, really appreciate the call uh, and the suggestion there. Uh, Senator, what do you think of what Ernie's suggesting? I, I think suggesting?
1: that's a good idea. I think anything that is incentivizing jobs here and can measure it here is great. Um, let me tell you, I think, unfortunately, we got a lot of loopholes that actually encourage jobs going overseas that we need to close also. There's I've had a bill for a, a number of years to push to close a really simple one, which is right now if your business closes up shop here and goes overseas,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we as taxpayers pay for the move. The, the workers losing their jobs pay for the move through write-offs, and so I tried to get that change in the last last tax but we ought to say, no, uh, we're not going to pay for the move. You want to come home? You know, my bill would give a 20% credit to help you move back, mm-hmm. but we want to bring the jobs home. And one of the things that really worried me in the fact, uh, very concerning to me in the last tax bill, it was changed so that if you are. A working person, if you and you move from California to Michigan because of your job, you are not going to be able to write off your move anymore, mm-hmm. or your equipment. or If you're in the building trades and so on, the uh, the equipment you have and so on. But if you're moving your jobs overseas as a business, they still get that write off. So. Um, so I like the idea of, of measuring. FICA. I also think there's some very important, simple, straightforward things that we need to do mm-hmm. to say, you know what, you move, a, ad, you move your jobs uh, out of America, you're on your own. We're not paying for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, Senator Debbie Stabenow, Democrat from here in Michigan. Always great to have you here with us on Detroit Thank today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We'll talk. All to right. You soon.
1: Look forward to next time. Take yes, care.
0: You too. Up next, we're going to talk about Serena Williams and the double standards that confront black women in our country. Also, don't forget, if you miss any of today's conversation, you don't have to miss out entirely. Go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.